Good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Jeremy Stahoff. I'm a planner from the Bucks County Planning Commission. I'm here tonight with Lisa Wolf, who is the senior planner from the Bucks County Planning Commission. Um, and our goal for tonight is um, essentially to walk through our plan for the project on the LI OLI zoning districts um, at kind of a high level. Um, and the idea for this is to is to kind of get everyone on the same page um, and and just make sure that we're clear on what. Um, the next steps and deliverables will be for, for our work on the project before um, we get too far into the drafting process. Um, so how are we going to accomplish that tonight? Um, I'm just going to provide um, an overview on the project uh, just to give you a sense of where our heads are. Um, and I just want to stress that nothing to this point is written in stone. Um, and in fact, we are you know, excited about this opportunity to have a dialogue with you all to make sure um, we are in fact on the same page. Um, so at the end of my overview, I'll just pass out some materials that show a few um, comparable examples um, from elsewhere in Bucks County um, to give you kind of a sense for what we're imagining for, for uh, this area of the business comments. Um, and then finally, I'll conclude by just talking a little bit about what we hope our next steps will be and um, answer any questions that, that you might have. Um, so our proposal uh, for the project uh, is to create a corridor-based overlay for the comments area as shown on the map here. Um, and just to start off, in case anyone is unfamiliar with how an overlay works, um, an overlay allows the township to tailor uh, zoning regulations um, to address specific land use issues um, by creating special, uh, a special zoning district that's placed over and applies in addition to the underlying base zoning. So it doesn't do anything to change the underlying regulations. Um, so overlay regulations, they can address many of the same things that underlying zoning can, such as land use, uh, or specific uses of design, uh, density requirements, natural resource protections, things like that, um, with the goal of being uh, to, to guide development and enhance development in a specific area. Um, so, so why did we think the corridor-based approach was, was the best approach for this case, um, rather than you know, just choosing an overlay that covers the, the two districts that we're looking at. Um, so in, in our mind, the corridor approach um, is a useful strategy in this case um, because it, it allows the township to direct development uh, toward the primary arteries of the commons. Um, so now why is this a preference? Um, and that there are a few reasons that we thought about for this. Um, the first is, is it, it allows for a potential to create more of a kind of a sense of place for this community here. Uh, it, it's, it's sort of, it, it, you can kind of, by looking at the map here and you see the kind of the pink corridor outlines, you can imagine that development would, would take less of a sporadic approach and having like, you know, perhaps a development project in one area, another, another. Um, by using a corridor-based approach, you imagine hopefully concentrating uh, development in, in more of a, in a logical pattern. Um, secondly, uh, we imagine there would be less risk of upsetting folks in the neighboring residential areas whose properties above the commons area. Um, so you can see on the map here, the parcels that are uh, kind of colored in that translucent red are the parcels that would not be included in the overlay um, if we did go with this uh, corridor-based approach. Um, and third, by taking a corridor approach, the township could also take advantage of a huge um, asset to the commons. Um, which would be structuring the uh, overlay along the existing transit route, um, the Sutton 130 bus. So, structuring around the, the, the transit 
figure out, um, we believe would be extremely beneficial, um, especially if you're you know, considering promoting higher density, lower cost rental units um, in this area, since the 130 bus could get residents from the commons to uh, community college or the borough in just a matter of minutes. Um, also, by encouraging development along the transit corridor, um, it leaves more room to think about um, a reduction in the amount of required parking, um, which leaves more development flexibility for developers coming in and can potentially bring about more interesting projects. Um, and then certainly a reduction in vehicle miles uh, traveled in exchange for more transit trips uh, would also be very beneficial to the township in terms of uh, traffic mitigation and environmental uh, so, <clears throat> with transit in mind, it also follows that the overlay would adhere to a complete streets philosophy. So that is, uh, we would want to craft regulations toward the goal of creating a safe, convenient, multimodal transportation network for all users. So that's cars, transit riders, uh, bicyclists, and pedestrians. Um, and how would this be accomplished? Well, we would we would want to think about um, addressing pedestrian infrastructure improvements on sidewalks and crosswalks, um, and we would also want to encourage uh, bicycle infrastructure, uh, bike lanes, and providing uh, bicycle racks. Uh, okay, so what else might the corridor overlay provide? So it would, it would give the opportunity for new uses um, and building a sense of place that I mentioned earlier. So it would encourage a mix of uses to build a diversity of compatible commercial, higher density, residential, office, institutional, um, and other appropriate uses. Um, and in doing so, in creating this kind of mix of uses, um, we'd be promoting um, more of a livability and identity of the commons area um, by having dwelling shops and workplaces all within close proximity walking distance to each other. Uh, so it would also incorporate sustainable development principles, so encouraging things like redesign, lead criteria, sustainable sites initiative, um, other sustainable development measures for uh, projects that include building streets and uh, the drainage areas involved therein. <clears throat> We'd also, of course, think about area and dimensional uh, requirements, uh, so potentially relaxing setback requirements, adding density, and uh, looking at building height maximums. Um, we want to be promoting uh, use of public space. Uh, so again, with the goal of fostering a lively and vibrant area that can be used as a gathering space for the community uh, through encouraging plazas, seating areas, outdoor eating areas, um, wider sidewalks in some spaces, gateway features, um, and other public amenity areas. Uh, and then finally, uh, design standards. So this speaks sort of to provisions relating to um, building architecture, signs, lighting, uh, landscaping and other uh, kind of aesthetic touches. So when, when we speak about design standards, uh, this, this is something that could either be part of overlay regulations uh, themselves or as a separate piece um, as, as a formalized uh, document um, in and of itself. So we've sometimes seen design guidelines find a home in uh, municipality saldos, um, which allows them to be you know, wa uh, waiverable. Um, all right, so that's kind of the overview. We had some, do you want to help hand out these packets? So we have a handout to share. This is going to help hand them out.
So the packet has a few items in it. Um, first is the map that you see on the screen here. Um, there's also a few examples of, of
if there was a situation where a few projects came in here that drew you know, students going back and forth to the community college, um, into the borough, things like that, it might actually uh, draw them off a little bit more of the demand for it. Um, I have two questions. Um, one, do you have a PDF version of, of this handout? I'm usually here. Oh, yeah, sure. Thank you. I can definitely share it. No, uh, with Mary, Mary, should I send it? Okay. Yeah. The other thing is um, a lot of what you're talking about seems uh, uh, similar to the concepts I hear about in, in developing age friendly communities and municipalities that have those principles had any part in your, uh, in your work. Um, I think it's, it's, it is sort of a shared philosophy of just having um, uh, kind of, you know, places that people would want to frequent within close walking proximity to one another. It's, it's better from an environmental perspective, um, so you don't have to get in your car and drive, you know, to, to your place of work or to the grocery store or things like that. Um, it's better for quality of life, many people would say, to not have to spend so much time in the car, just being able to walk close distances places. So I think that's sort of one of the um, driving factors of that philosophy. That's definitely shared in the age friendly community. Well, just anecdotally, it's nice to see uh, uh, that Twain and I, when we go to visit his vet, we have to walk in the street. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> I remember years ago when some of the uh, companies on Terry Drive changed hands and we wanted them to put, you might remember Jerry, remember, and they said it was too cost restrictive for them to put in sidewalks. We were trying to connect all the sidewalks at the time. Right. So the sidewalks are good, but I mean, a lot of this, especially with restaurant. I mean, this is a lot that we're going to have to to look through. So yeah, the package just for it's just other examples sourced from other Bucks County municipalities. It's it's nothing that we've drafted specifically for the Commons yet. That comes next. So that's we're having this conversation tonight um, to hopefully kind of have the go ahead to, to start um, drafting something that would fit the Commons. And I also think I, I was thinking also of it as an example just to see how overlays work. Right. Um, yeah. I don't. I'm trying to think if there are any now I'd have to, to go back and look in the, the joint percentage but um, the cemetery overlay cemetery overlay oh, the overlays in the washing process right <clears throat> yeah I mean the overlays in general they're they're usually designed for more specific areas like I kind of said at the beginning specific areas with specific land use concern in mind um, I guess one of my questions is What's our ultimate goal? What, what kind of ultimate goal to add more density? Um, to create a, another type of uh, area that has both commercial and residential to a higher volume of density? And that's sort of the goal here. I, I think so. That along with creating more of a cohesive community for this for this space, um, hopefully centered along the corridors. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that, that in part uh, speaks to it. Can I Sorry, I was just gonna say, I think we, during our preliminary conversations, and there was some preliminary conversations with uh, Alan and myself and uh, some supervisors with the Planning Commission, and, and Jerry was there, um, 
discussing what the shape of this should look like and we discussed high density residential but that wasn't the only thing right. we were looking at we wanted to know from you guys what other uses would be a good fit in these two districts so uh, i don't want you just to focus on high density yes. residential i want you to look like you're talking about open space and plazas and restaurants maybe does that fit in this district and i understand why you're saying that with the uh, septa route going through but we don't i i think i could speak for the planning commission we don't only want high density residential sure. yeah and that's that's kind of where that speaks to the idea of use and, and we're you know we're, we're definitely understanding that and focus on um, fostering that type of diversity uses okay. right because we had talked earlier meetings about allowing uh, you know dry cleaners and service, service businesses sure. and, mm -hmm. and even entertainment too yeah. Um, you know, to, uh, yeah. So, so this this isn't this isn't intended at all to be you know a residential a high density residential community. Um, it's intended to be to have some residential, but also have you know the service uses and um, commercial uh, operations and things like that, so people can kind of have a place to live, but also maybe a place to work, a place to shop, a place to go see moves. I don't, I don't know some, something within close walking distance, a diversity of uses. So interesting in, in that regard, as we sort of craft this overlay, right? Um, I guess we have to think about how we, for lack of a better word, balance between the amount of residential that you have in this area and commercial, and then there always becomes a question when you overlay things like this, who gets what first? Because all of a sudden we have more developers coming in. And they're like, well, I got this property in the rent. I got whatever, 406, 300 units here, 50 units here, and 75 there. Who gets what first? Mm -hmm. Because we've already, for some reason, decided that, you know, whatever, 25 units is enough for what we're trying to balance with the amount of people in Newtown, not that we're excluding, but how do we balance as we're redeveloping an area? Because yeah. that's really what we're doing here. We're taking something that's been here for, for many decades, and we're looking at it in the future. Right. I also wonder if you, you know, talking about entertainment and et cetera, could there be some concern because I know there was some, there was a, a dog um, place that, you know, what was it? A, park. Dog Park? No. Uh, yeah. Park. Park. The, and the residents were up, around there were up in arms. Mm -hmm. So I think we have to be sensitive as we think about this to the neighboring houses that already exist as to what we put in there. I'm sure some of it would be, you know, happy to have some of the things we're talking about, but yeah. you know, we have to be concerned for, you know, be sensitive to what, to what they'll, they'll want as well. Yeah, and, and that's definitely on our minds. And, and uh, in fact, that again, that's kind of the reason that we, we structured, structured it along with the corridors rather than just doing a blank overlay over, over the, you know, the entirety of the two districts. Um, Obviously, we understand that there's, there are um, uh, residential communities kind of to the southwest on this map. Um, I know you think you're being sensitive to them, but yeah. I don't know if they'll go that way. You know, I guess I won't know. Okay. Will your uh, overlay um, study, I guess, also look into uh, traffic um, scenarios or traffic at the um, outcome 
uh, if you, let's say, you're going to allow a certain amount of high-density residential and calculate if, if, I don't know, 50% of them were allowed to be high-density residential, what does that look like from a uh, traffic standpoint? And what does that do then to Newtown Yardley Road and everybody trying to get on the bypass or Pitch Trail? Will your study also look at that? So I think that's something that I would have to bring up with our transportation team. Um, okay. I don't know if I can answer for you right now on that, um, okay. but you know, consider it accomplished and, okay. and uh, for now, <laughs> and just be on myself all the way doing it. All of those short questions, and I'm going to take a step before that question. Would your study actually identify what you think the right number of dwelling units would be and the square footage of commercial space in some regard? Um, as to what you think you go here, then I've seen counties and studies and that stuff as to the walking start of that. Yeah, so I think I think what you're talking about a little bit is I, I would say not necessarily because what we're kind of doing as, as our you know our our work as we understand it was to kind of craft an overlay um, over this district. This the studying of the, the need of the community. Um, things like that. I, I mean, maybe you can speak a little bit more to it, but I don't think that that was necessarily in our scope of work. I, I mean, I, I don't think in terms of actually giving um, background support for various percentages, but I do think um, it's something as the ordinance is developed and we talk to you about it. It's yeah. something that, depending on what the township wants to see, yes. we can write in. I think they all go hand in hand because you're redeveloping something that doesn't have much of a traffic impact right now. It doesn't have any residents living there. It's a commercial district, um, like industrial district, right? So there isn't many residents, right? The NAC, the NAC won't, I mean, they do live there, you know? <laughs> but, um, and, and we all know the amount of parking that he has to see, right? Uh, and then the property right around there that's owned by him, you can see where residents or, or Buildings could go up, you know, and how that might work along that. And I think it's really, as we plan this stuff, yeah. and planning and zoning go together, right? Yeah. As we create this, we have to figure out what those, what these things about what those implications could be and how we want to steer it as yeah. we create the rules. I mean, I, I, I could see, ha uh, you know, housing in a bit high density, you know. I think low density would be fine. Yeah, so if you, when, when, when we say high density, we're not, really, we're not talking about high rise buildings. Um, if, if you look at one in your packet there towards the end, um, uh, it, it gives like kind of a couple of examples of, of some of the uh, you know, other, other recent projects that, that we sort of envisioned in terms of the residential aspect. So, so a lot of it is kind of um, commercial on the ground floor and then a couple stories of residential above. Um, and then just to go back to, to your point about um, you know, thinking about that balance between uh, the uses and what uh, the outcome would be. I think um, you know, part of this process is, is um, you know, we'll, be, we'll be trying to develop this, this overlay um, and then there, there will be some back and forth with the township and the input um, that we receive from you will help inform um, how ultimately we work towards that balance. So um, what we, you know, we're not, we're, we're not just drafting something and saying this is how it's going to be. Like we're kind of, we're trying to develop this, um, 
because we, we're, we're being informed by what the township needs by hearing from you. So. A few questions. First of all, traffic with residential be reversed what's there now. I mean, in the morning they're all coming in, the afternoon they're all leaving. So some residential might reverse some of that accommodation, especially if you took away some square footage for the current uses for the new ones. Sure. Yeah. So I think that would help. I, mean, I think residential is good for right of reasons, plus it could generate EIT, so that's mm -hmm. a separate benefit that I think they're looking for. Now, will you be looking at impervious, or is that going to be governed by what's there now? Or that yeah, so that, that would be working into when we look at the sustainable development uh, principle. So we're, we're definitely going to be looking at that, and uh, maybe even looking at um, some type of uh, situation uh, for a lot of bonuses for uh, you know, less uh, or more service. But again, all of this is, is still sort of up for discussion. So, but we certainly will look at that. So then that kind of drives apart a lot of purpose, kind of limits to some extent what yeah. can do. Yeah. And are you going to be looking at setbacks? Also, I know a lot of the new developments have where the town, where the buildings are closer to the street. I know this whole development, orange setbacks, and they've actually recently, more recently, have parked in front of the buildings, which one was designed just, you know, work buildings, with no parking in front of Yeah, we, so, yeah we, we would definitely, um, we would be looking at relaxing setback requirements for sure. And, 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 you know, preferably having parking in the back of the It's to provide bonuses for 
Yeah, the uh, So were you, is the... Uh, is the thinking as sort of like a historical... No, it's just to make use of... Make use of the existing, yeah. yeah. And, and not right. have right. somebody want to tear it down and build a three or four story high density residential building. Yeah, I mean, it, I think um, we can look into that to see if we can find other similar examples if you're interested. I would think I agree with you, Michelle. I mean, some of those buildings back on Friends Lane, all the way in the back, there are maybe single stories, and they're old, and some of them are empty back there, and have been empty. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if I should in the fact that the existing building makes any help for anyone else's company. Well, I mean, anyone, because anyone comes in the belt, and they've got two lots. So I think that helps a lot because it's easy for people to get quicker, I think, to get in and out of the city maybe, mm -hmm. as opposed to on a bus station. Yeah, I mean, it, it, um, bus route. I, yeah, it, it, it would depend on, on the station and the frequency of you know, the route, I guess, um, and the destinations where the routes are going. Um, but I, I think the, the principle you know, can still be applied in some sense in using it as an asset um, just for, for folks to get around. It, it was one of the things we noticed about the community that you know, did seem like it should be something that um, could be taken advantage of. So we wanted to at least make that effort. I would think if this were developed, that uh, there could be some incentive for SEPTA to have a shuttle even from there right to the Langhorne train station. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if, if this drives around, maybe there already is one. Yeah. If, if, Yeah. 